Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just nine. $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Slice of Cheese with Jenny Linford on Food FM. Savour the crunch of Peter's Yard sourdough crackers. Available at Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Ocado, Amazon, and specialist food retailers. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com. Hello, welcome to A Slice of Cheese, the Food FM radio series that celebrates the world of cheese. I'm Jenny Linford, a food writer and cheese enthusiast, the author of Great British Cheeses. Cheese is a delicious and fascinating food, and we're setting out to explore this remarkable food and share the stories of the people who make, sell and love it. Cheese plays a very special part in French cuisine. Food writer Deborah Robertson, noted for her humorous, witty writing, as well as her delicious recipes, moved to France in 2021 and shares her insights into the French love of cheese. Legendary chef and restaurateur Bruce Poole of Chez Bruce tells us how he likes to use cheese and serve it at his Michelin-starred restaurant. And Pierre Marès of Cheese Plus Fizz tells us which classic French cheese dishes go down well with his customers. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. This week on A Slice of Cheese, we're looking at cheese in French cuisine. I'm very happy to have with me today, all the way from France, food writer Deborah Robertson, author of a wonderful, warm, witty and charming cookbook called Notes from a Small Kitchen Island. Good morning, Deborah. Hello, Jenny. It's lovely to talk to you. Well, Deborah, I think this conversation we're both going to enjoy because it's about about food and not just food, it's about cheese. And I was really interested. I thought you were very well placed from your cookbook. I can see that you love cooking with cheese. And I've made your amazing Gruyere and anchovy puffs, which are delectable and vanish very quickly. I'm guessing you are, you start from the point of someone who likes cheese and and then moving to France must have been quite exciting. It was very exciting. I mean, I don't want to say that cheese was the only reason I moved here, (laughs) but it might be, I don't know. I mean, we've been here uh, about 17 months now and I thought I knew a lot about French cheeses, but I really enjoyed getting to know more about French cheese and cooking more with French cheese and eating a lot more French cheese. It's been a really good adventure and it's very nice to be in a country where cheese is so important. Mm. I mean, obviously in Britain we have incredible cheeses, but here, I I, I read a report the other day which said something like 96% of French people eat cheese. It's not a country to be vegan and half of them (laughs) cheese every single day they eat something like 27 kilos of cheese a year per person which is more than twice as much as we do in the UK so I'm certainly doing my best to up my average cheese consumption every day (laughs) that is so interesting and I wondered if there were you know obviously you're learning more about cheese because you're in France now so I'm guessing you must be enjoying shopping in the market and is cheese I mean it's so interesting that sort of centrality of cheese in French cuisine it's interesting to explore it you know so tell me about going market shopping it must be a joy we have a market every Tuesday in our village, which is Marseillon in the southwest of France. I guess we're about we're about an hour south of Montpellier. Our cheese stall in the market I love. And we've really made friends with the guy who obviously works on the cheese store because you know French cheese is quite expensive. So if you go every week and you're buying your big slab of Comte, which I always 
way and whatever other delights he might have it's easy to fall into conversation and they find out what you like and that's one of the wonderful things you know when you move to a new place food is a great connector of people whether mm. it's eating or going to a restaurant you instantly have something to say to somebody so um getting to know our cheese man his has been really good you know and we have another market in Pezenas, which is a town about I don't know, 20 minutes from here, which has a wonderful market every Saturday. And before we moved here in 2020, we were here over Christmas sort of accidentally because we brought our dogs with us and one of the dog's rabies vaccination had run out. So you had to have a rabies vaccination. We couldn't actually leave. So we were stuck, stuck here over Christmas. <laughs> so as a consolation prize, we took ourselves to Pezzanus Market and, and spent you know, an absolute fortune on cheese. And ever since then, that cheesemonger and, and my husband and I, we've become the best of friends because I think we spent what we normally have spent on Christmas dinner for 10 people. Oh, no wonder he's fond of you. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, every week I go to the market and I buy what I'm going to use. I almost always buy um, Conte, as I said, and Cantal, maybe some Beaufort, because not only do I eat those just as they are, but I use them in cooking a lot. So I nice. use them in the way at home in England, I would probably use cheddar. So I use them uh -huh. in sauces and gratins and things like that. So I always know if I've got some Conte hanging around, I can make dinner with that or lunch with that really it's a wonderful cheese comedy isn't it for those yeah. who don't know it i mean a sort of hard cashews but with a very a, a sort of that's a lovely salty sweetness to it yeah. it's um it's very it's very hard to resist yeah it really has a sweetness to it and a richness so if you're using it in a sauce for example it really has a depth of flavour that mm. marries so well with lots of different things, whether you're putting it in a sort of meaty dish or using it in a gratin with vegetables. It's probably the cheese I use the most here on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's what I always buy from him. And then I will usually buy, you know, cheeses that we're going to eat raw, the little Peladon goat's cheeses, the little round ones that you use in salads. Mm. Those are local here. Because we're quite far south and it's very hot, we don't have loads and loads of cheeses, sort of aged cheeses, as they do in, the more, in northern France. But we do have lots of really delicious, young, fresh cheeses that either I just serve in a salad or I might grill them for a salad with some frise or endive or something like that. So I always would buy those. But then I'm very easily led, Jenny, as you will know, because we've been <laughs> for a long time. So, you know, if he says, oh, I've got this this week, would you like this? And I will always try something new. And of course, the lovely thing about here is they will always, always let you try something. Good. And so you, you're not going to buy something you don't particularly like. And the yeah. other thing I always buy, probably most most weeks, is Roquefort, which is probably ah. the most serious cheese that's made relatively near here because it's made, oh gosh, about an hour north of here, the other Roquefort caves, which is mm. a great visit if you're ever in this part of France. Oh, sounds yes. And I love blue cheese, you know, at home I love Stilton. Roquefort, I just adore it. So I always got that in the house. And how would you use that? Do you put that in salads as well, Deborah? I put it in salads. At this time of year, I would probably, I eat it a lot with um, an endive salad with probably some toasted walnuts and just mm. crumbled um, roquefort and maybe some dried fruit, like some cranberries or something like that. I did that the other day because I had dried cranberries left over from Christmas still, so I wanted to use them. And having that little bit of sweetness. Yeah. It was really good. And then like a trickle of honey over the top is delicious. Lovely. Really. I mean, blue, blue cheese and sweet, you know, it goes very well with sweet things. It's one of the, that is a really good flavour pairing to start with. So, mm. and honey, and you're in the right country for wonderful honey as well, Deborah. Not that we should get sidetracked, but <gasps> I love goat's cheese and chestnut honey. I mean, I love chestnut honey because I like the fact it's got that sort of, it's like bitterness to it. It's not it cloying. It's like savoury flavour, chestnut honey. Yeah. I really love and you don't need a lot of it because it's quite strong but just a little trickled on some goat's cheese or 
some blue cheese I think is delicious but also down here one of our most popular honeys which I adore with cheese is um Greek honey and Greek oh. is the wild scrubland in the national park and around here or here wow. and also across to Provence and the Greek is all wild herbs so it's thyme and sage gorgeous and must be very sort of aromatic and fragrant it's very aromatic and like chestnut honey it's good with savory things i think so i do put that with my local cheeses and we have a wonderful you- honey on the market too right next to the cheese stall so that's a very happy pairing <laughs> <laughs> that is a happy pairing i was wondering if you're making do you make quiche i mean i was just thinking well, of how i use yeah have you found interesting sort of cheeses to put into your quiche well um i do as i was saying before i use cantal and beaufort in my quiches certainly though i love blue cheese i really one of the Food things that I genuinely dislike is cooked blue cheese. I just cannot mm. with that. I can't even bear the smell of it when it's cooking. So I never make a blue cheese thing. Uh, I never make a cooked blue cheese. But yes, but, and and also the little Pelardon goat's cheeses, which are these tiny round goat's cheeses, which are maybe about four or five centimeters in diameter. Sometimes I just make my quiche with my onions and whatever else. Uh, maybe some Lardon. And then I just plonk whole ones of those around the top mm, of the oven. And they look so good because they turn into these little golden discs of deliciousness. And it, they're so simple, you know. So, but it's quite spoily because they're not the cheapest cheese in the world, especially if you're using them, as I do, in great abundance on my cheese. <laughs> no um, wonder your cheese stalls love you. <laughs> it's I know. Like... <laughs> I know. I know. It's good. But um, so we have the cheese store, but also... Where we live is a village, but it's 8,000 people. I think it's a tiny, don't tell them I said this, I think it's a tiny affectation that they still call it a village, but they do. Um, Because we have an excellent greengrocers also, which has a really good small cheese counter. So even on market days, I can go in there and get, I mean, maybe 10 or 11 different cheeses that are really very well kept. That's what we should talk about. Yes, quite. Let's discuss that because, in fact, this is this, you know, we have this word which I'm affinage, which we don't have the English equivalent of and we can call it cheese maturing. But it does mean, take, you know, looking after cheese and taking it to when it's absolutely at the right point. And it's, it's very French. <laughs> it's the French word. So, Deborah, you obviously, you're living, you're experiencing this then. In fact, one of my favourite cheese shops in our region is in Bézier, which is a town about 25 minutes north of here. And there is a wonderful cheese shop there called La Fineur, run ah. by an incredible cheesemonger, really. Um, he's quite eccentric, which I always will pay extra for. And he will do you a kind of vertical tasting of cheeses, for example. So he will say, this is the six-month one, here's the 12-month one, here's the eight-month one. And... All of his cheeses are so beautifully kept and displayed. I mean, it's such a joy just to go into the shop and talk to him. But one of the things I also like about what he does is when you buy a slab of cheese from him, he wraps it in the wax paper and then he will draw on the wax paper a diagram of how you're supposed to cut that cheese. So it's beautifully kept. He also gives you instructions for what to do at home so you can't mess it up, you know, because people do get quite nervous about how you're going to cut the cheese. Yeah. Cut the nose off, cut it horizontally, cut it down, mm. use the rind. So it's quite nice just to focus on the pleasure of it because he's taking all the hard work out of it by one, keeping it beautifully, and two, giving you a handy drawing for how to um, how to cut it when you get it home. I mean, you can't be in a hurry when you go in there. Let's put it that way. But it's such a wonderful experience. Because Why would you I, want to hurry? <laughs> I always learn something when I go in there. Yeah. I always try something I haven't tried before. It's just such a lovely experience because he honours the cheese, not to be too pretentious about it, but he loves what he does. And it's a privilege to be around people like that. And working in food, that's one of the nicest things, isn't it? You meet people, whether they're winemakers or food producers or farmers, or you know manufacturers who really love what they do mm. and that's a pleasure yeah. yes 
I mean, that's the joy of making this podcast. I'm talking to people who, you know, who really care about what they do. I mean, all over the world, it's quite fascinating. Yes, I, I find that very energising. Oh. I was thinking, Deborah, because um, to get back to the fact of being English and moving to France, you know, one of the things that doesn't travel very well is, is fresh cheeses because they just, you know, by their, they're delicate, they're not particularly portable. So have you, is that something that you're finding more of that, you know, is, is that a bit of an eye opener that they're these wonderful little fresh cheeses for you to try? Yeah, I do love that there are um, cheeses you don't see everywhere. You know, I, I will buy cheeses here that I wouldn't be able to buy in other places. And it gets yeah. quite exciting, you know. Um, also, the seasonality of cheeses I really like, which, of course, is very well, uh, you know, people know about that. But it's very nice to have something to look forward to. You know, the fresh cheeses are coming in and the cheesemonger will say, try this, I've just got it, and or next week I'll have that. Or That's really, yeah. really nice. And what did you see in winter then? I mean, did you get... Because in England, we tend to, you know, suddenly all the Vacheron Montdor yeah. appear well, in the cheese shop. Deal, the Vacheron Montdor, when that appears, you know, all of the shops that have it, including my little greengrocers, will have a sign in the window saying, hmm. Vacheron is here, you know. <laughs> um, so that, is, you know, that's very exciting when that comes. I do love that. I think one of the things that I've learned to appreciate being here, because as I say, there are not a lot of very local aged cheeses because the climate just doesn't really lend itself to that. Mm. But the subtlety of some of the very fresh cheeses that you get, the soft used milk cheeses and goat's milk cheeses, mm. and the difference between them, that learning, the, enjoying the subtleties of that is, is, is something that I've kind of enjoyed learning. And yeah, getting. I bet. I mean, that's so interesting. And what, what, if you're eating out in France, do you... Mm. You know, have you noticed how cheese, you know, have you come across some cheese dishes you thought, wow, what a wonderful, you know, that was wonderful. Have there been some striking encounters? Mm. <laughs> yes, striking encounters. <laughs> I do like that there is, whether you're eating in a restaurant or eating at home, how honoured the cheese course is as a, as a yeah. thing. And how nice. a meal isn't really a meal without the cheese course. And people mm. will forego the pudding to make room for the cheese so you know right. often um yeah because of course in france as, as you know we have the cheese before the pudding yeah keep uh, with the same to keep with the savory and to keep to drink the end of your red wine and then have the pudding at the end because at home if i've had three courses including pudding though i love cheese i will have no appetite for cheese by the time all of that has has happened and sometimes what I really like to do here because I love cheese so much is just have a whole meal of cheese if we're at home if I'm at home on my own or just with my husband sometimes if I've got some really good cheese we'll just have that for dinner or for lunch with some nice bread never crackers I miss crackers they don't have crackers here with their cheese or butter so when I'm at home I can have it with butter or crackers if I want yeah I, I love that especially if I'm trying new cheeses Sometimes at the end of a big meal, I think they lose a bit, lose something because your palate is a bit tired. So to have a meal. Yes, I agree. And maybe with some green salad and that's it and a nice bottle of wine, then that's a real pleasure for me. You've got, you've got a recipe out. I like your, your upside down French onion soup. Mm. I was thinking, which, you know, which, talk us through that for people who don't know the recipe, what you've done with that. It's quite clever. My book and I... Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm easily distracted, but I, I, I'm i quite a messy eater sometimes. And I almost invariably, especially when I'm eating something like French onion soup, end up with soup down my usually white shirt. It's like if you have spaghetti with a tomato sauce, you all seem to be wearing a white shirt, don't you? So I had this idea, yeah. if I made an up, down, upside down French onion soup, which is a toast with very, very slowly, slowly, slowly cooked onions, in a rich stock on top and then put the cheese on top of that and put it under the grill the layers upside down I could eat that with a knife and fork and I probably possibly wouldn't get it on my top it's very rich and good and now I started to do it as well I used to have that just you know for lunch or for supper or something but now I've started to do them small ones as a sort of little canapé if you have drink it's quite Good, especially in the winter because you know I mean it feels like spring mm. today the sun's out and it's quite warm oh, nice. but um 
yeah in the winter when we have people over for drinks I um I serve those a little bit and our French friends seem to like them I, I think they think I'm a bit mad to do that but um never mind <laughs> what are you you're saying was a classic I mean you know you're, I mean, you're, you're riffing I mean you know you know, dangerous, Deborah, well, but, you know, but exciting. I mean, one of the great things about British cooks is we're very adventurous and we'll try mm. anything and we'll do anything. And I think here, especially in the southwest of France, which is quite a traditional area, you know, they're more conservative about sure. classics. And that's fine. And I respect that. But sometimes you just want to play around. Which I do yeah. part of flat canapes. That'll set the cat among the pigeons. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because I lived in Italy and again, Mm. it's that, you know, in a very strong, rigid food culture, but which does bring you with it conservatism because, you know, things are done in a particular way, which makes them very good, but they're always done that way. And you're like, well, you know, actually you could try something different. And that's very, very different from the British approach to food, which I think is, is much more open, which comes from a very different position really and is much more sort of open-minded uh yeah and sort of willing to have a have a try i miss going to having such a wide variety of restaurants all different cultures you know even sort of trying to find feta or halloumi because i used to live in a part of london that had a big turkish and kurdish community so halloumi and feta i could get in any corner shop yeah yeah you could, you could try a bit to find it it's getting a bit easier now but we didn't used to be able to find that at all until quite recently yeah i mean it's very interesting because uh yeah it's fascinating seeing how food move around and, and change um yeah and and yes i totally that really resonates i mean where i when i visit my father in tuscany the nearest cheese place you know, is full of different pecorino, pecorino Toscano, because that's, and that is, which is a local sheep's cheese. And it's, mm. you know, in lots of different ages, but yeah, but it's very much that so it's very strong, but not, but my father misses cheddar. <laughs> I was just wondering, do you miss cheddar, Deborah? No, I, I was going to ask you. Yeah. And I miss Stilton, um, because uh, you can yeah. get cheddar sort of in the supermarket, but invariably it's quite industrial, not lovely. Yeah. Cheddar. So having said that, our biggest, we have a, a hyper supermarket near us, which is absolutely vast and the size of a small town. And so, you know, the thing about all our shopping I do with my basket on my feet, which I, I tend to do, but I do go to the supermarket. And I have to say the cheese counter there is incredible. So I bet. It's huge, is it? It's vast. It would take you... 10 minutes to walk around it and they do have proper mongers running that so they will you know i love the thing when you say you want to buy a piece of cheese that they're going to cut for you and they mm-hmm. will say to you, well when do you want to eat it so oh that's a brilliant thing to ask isn't it and i love that um i would pay extra for that so the yeah. actual cheese not the rows and rows of fridge cabinets full of pre-packed cheese which I mean they're okay but the actual cheese counter there is really good it's fun that I mean that other thing when you move somewhere new and then as you said as someone who loves food and cooking which you are then the fun is finding the food shops isn't it well you've made me feel like I want to come to France oh, <laughs> <I'm busy>. <laughs> <laughs> yes mm-hmm. uh that was uh thank you that's so interesting I mean I just think that sounds like you're very much enjoying your your French cheese experience I, so I thank you for doing it I would recommend moving to a country for its cheeses if they're good. Good, we can take that as your mantra. Thank you. <laughs> take care then. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. I'm a huge fan of Peter's Yard's crackers and they go beautifully with cheese. All Peter's Yard's crackers are made in small batches using quality natural ingredients and their sourdough starter, slowly fermented for 16 hours for award-winning flavour and crunch. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Savour the crunch of Peter's Yard sourdough crackers. Available at Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Ocado, Amazon and specialist food retailers. This week on A Slice of Cheese, we're looking at the role of cheese in French cuisine. I'm very happy to have with me today Chef Bruce School of Chez Bruce, acclaimed London restaurant. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Jenny. It's very nice to join you. Well, it's lovely to have you here, Bruce, because, I mean, I know, you, you know, your love of French food has obviously shaped your, your career in food. And I was really interested to get your, you know, to get some insights into the role that cheese plays in French cuisine and also in your own cooking. Do you, and I know that you've, you've got some lovely memories as a boy of eating 
French food and being just struck by the wonderfulness of it. Did you do you have any sort of seminal cheese memories? Well, if you like food in general, I think cheese is always going to feature fairly, fairly near the top of of what you enjoy about food. It's such it's such an enormous subject and it's so diverse but when it comes to I mean of course I don't just like French cheeses or indeed French food but my, my memories of my parents were teachers and we used to have sort of family holidays in a caravan in France and, and elsewhere in Europe and I do remember fairly clearly that cheese featured you know obviously in the local markets and stuff when, when we were traveling around France so I've always liked cheese in particular I've always loved French cheese you can't you can't like cheese and not like French cheese. Yes. Uh, so I've always, I've, always, I've always enjoyed it a great deal. Wonderful. In French cooking, are, are, there, are there sort of classic dishes that use cheese that you have either enjoyed eating or you enjoy putting on your, on your menu in your restaurant? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always enjoyed cooking with cheese. I think most chefs enjoy using cheese. I don't like overusing cheese in cookery because it's a certain sort of element of, of heaviness or, or can do mm-hmm. if, if being clumsily used so i think one has to be careful about about how you use cheese when you're when you're cooking it uh, because obviously it changes quite a lot when you cook it so um a lot of sort of northern italian dishes and sort of alpine french dishes and northern french dishes t- tend to use quite a bit of cheese and obviously at certain times of the year they they, they may use more so i think you need to be careful how, how you use it but obviously in the sort of you know, tartiflette and things like that, which I've cooked before. Uh, we used to make, you know, Savoyard, Savoyard tibiers, which would obviously use some kind of alpine, uh, you know, Beaufort or, or, or Comte or the, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like using cheese to cook with, um, but I, one has to be careful not to overuse it and one has to be careful yeah. how you use it if, if you're cooking. Yes, it, was, it can be very, very rich, can't it? But it also brings a lot of flavour. I mean, that's what that's an interesting point. Actually, you don't need a lot of it to to sort of feel its presence on a plate, I suppose. No, and I think you, you tend to sort of gravitate towards hot cheese dishes, obviously a little bit more in the, the winter and this time of year than you would, you know, in sort of June, July, August. Uh, we'd use cheese differently, obviously, on, on, on the menu at the restaurant in the summer than we would in the winter and that's 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 fairly obvious but it's there's always something there's always something fun to be found with 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 using cheese on the menu and it, it always makes it always amuses me that certain chefs try desperately hard to find a cheese that perhaps nobody's ever heard of or, or when there may be a, a better perfectly more obvious cheese to, to, to use in its stead and that 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 always you know, it was, always gets a wry smile out of me you know <laughs> i mean parmesan is a good example it's not a french cheese obviously but the lunch chefs sort of refuse to use parmesan because they think they should be sort of trying to use something a bit cleverer instead and you think well why why would you not want to use parmesan with that particular dish or whatever but it's such a sort of i mean this is such a distinctive cheese isn't it and so yeah and, and it cooks so yeah. well yeah, I mean, I was thinking when you said about, you know, changing with the seasons and I was thinking of, you know, in sort of May, June, I love goat's cheese and goat's cheese salads. Is that, yeah. Do they sort of make an appearance in your, actually, Bruce? Well, Matt, Matt, Matt's the head chef at the restaurant now and Matt, Matt Christmas uh, and he, he's been presiding over the stoves at the restaurant for the, for the last 10 years, at least. Uh, he's a fantastic cook and he, he, he writes the menu solo uh, and has done for many years. But of course, I'm all, I'm at the restaurant most days. I'm here today, uh, and I, you know I leave the, the the writing of the menu to Matt. But I, I know he likes using cheese as much as I did. Um, so yeah, we do we do we do have sort of cheese salads and things on the menu occasionally, particularly in the spring and and and, and summer. Uh, but I know he he shares my concerns about using too much cheese. Uh, and of course, we have cheese as part of the dessert offering as well. I'm sure we'll get to talk about that shortly, but. Um, yeah. So one has to be careful that if you serve too much cheese to a customer before it gets to the end of the meal, he or she won't, won't want to have cheese at the end, which I always think is a bit of a pity. So we, we have to be quite sort of, we have the box clever when it comes to introducing cheese to a menu. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Well, we should definitely talk about cheese, actually. The che- yeah, the cheese offering, the cheese board, I suppose, at Shea Bruce, because it, you've got a, it's got a fantastic reputation. What? Well, the cheese, the cheese board, sadly, is 
Well, this is a complicated issue. Uh, we, we, we no longer have the cheese board, uh, and the reason for that is uh, to cut a very long story short without, without, getting, without getting sort of circuitously off-piste, uh, is that since Brexit, we have found it particularly difficult to get the number of staff that we would like to have, uh, and we've had to change, and this really is the reason that we don't have the cheese board. We, we, we don't have enough hands in the dining room to, to man the cheese board. So uh, our cheese board, this lovely big board we used to have, uh, used to require at least one person to to serve it uh, during a busy evening service. Uh, and we no longer have that luxury, I'm afraid. So we've had to sort of change the way we do cheese. And we thought about this very carefully indeed, because we have a fantastic reputation for our cheese board and we're very aware that customers love it and, and, and we love it too. But we're unable to wield the, 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 the board around the room because I don't I just don't have the hands to do it anymore. So we thought carefully about how to get get around this problem. And now we do um a plated selection from the kitchen, but I can assure you we are manically into the detail of getting that right. So we serve an extremely generous uh, plate of cheese. I'm fairly convinced that it is the most generous plate of cheese in any London restaurant. Uh, it's bigger than it really needs to be uh, because we like to be generous with the board, which is on the substitutes bench at the moment. So we're very much hoping to get the board back because we enjoy it. But that really does depend on whether we can pick up an extra body or two, uh, which yeah. since Brexit is proving extremely difficult. So the, the, the plan is to get the board back. In the meantime, we're doing this rather fabulous plate, which has at so least... So tell me about end. the plate. Is it a variety of cheese types and textures? Of and- course. I mean, we, we like we like it to have, um, you, know, you know, what we consider to be to be, uh, to be a good selection. Of course, that in itself is a, is a, is a hot subject. And um, you're going to get various people that will say, well, actually, I think you should have this, that or the other. And of course, cheese is one of those sort of endless topics that you can talk about forever and not necessarily agree on. And that's one of the things we, we all like about it. You know, there are hundreds of cheeses that, I mean, literally hundreds of cheeses that we could we could put on uh, the, the plate uh, or, or part of the selection of 10 or 11 cheeses. And we need to we need to think hard about about the selection we make. You know, we like to have some British cheeses on the board uh, on the plate. I should say we we, we yeah. like to have some soft cheeses. We like to have some rind washed cheeses. There should be some hard cheeses, uh, a a blue or two, some goat, some ewe. So you're you know, you're, you're you're almost there. Um, so yeah. and then we like to have something that we serve at the table as well. So we generally leave. A little gap in the middle of the plate and there's not that much gap on it because it's got a bit of cheese on the plate we'd like to leave a little a, a bare patch in the middle uh, and then we come along and dispense something else i mean you know oh, nice. in the winter it might be vacheron it might be a bit of barrow be good or something or something something yeah. soft yeah we can we can spoon onto the plate at the table yeah you, know, you get looked at you know although we don't have the board i can promise you you don't get short change that's 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 the idea because of course we get the customers saying oh you know where's the board where's the board we, we sort of have to explain briefly the, the reasons why but we we uh, we're desperate that customers are still happy with with what they end up with and they, they seem to be but it sounds very generous yeah that sounds lovely i mean i mean something very nice and leisurely about a cheese board at the end of a meal um you know because it, it is a sort of pr- a slow process where you're tasting the different cheeses and so does that and often you know in restaurants nowadays there is a real pressure to table turn and get people out but it sounds like you're coming at it from a very different angle well that's again that's quite a complicated question jenny because because of course we have to turn tables uh and yeah. we if, if we don't we might as well shut the doors and, and lock up and pack up and go home you know we're running a business at the end of the day, but there are various ways of doing that, and you have to do it very sort of thoughtfully and, and skillfully, so that we can we can turn tables in a way that obviously customers are still having a nice time, and we and, and we 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 you know they and we feel they're not being rushed. Having said that, there, there are you know when you're running a restaurant, and if a guest is I don't know say twenty minutes half an hour late for their table, mm. and they're on a relay table. And they know they're on a relay table because all our guests do know that because we're very transparent about that. Uh, they may not have time for dessert, or they may not have time for dessert and cheese, or they may not. Mm. You know, and so we do sometimes get into deep water uh, when when customers are late, uh, and of course they can be significantly late, and that may cut back on, on on a bit of cheese time. Sadly, but that's not really you know that's not of our making. But we will do yeah, our best yeah. to sort of deal with it as we can. But we certainly like customers 
all customers who turn up on time uh, to have cheese if they'd like it or to have cheese and dessert if they'd like it. Lovely. That's sounding good. It's cheese and dessert. Going back to that theme of French cheese, you know, over the years you've worked in the world of restaurants, did you come across interesting cheeses? Because there's so many cheeses in France, aren't there? Were they, were they sort of, I don't know, I was thinking about, I think I was thinking here that in Britain there are lots of new cheesemakers coming up and making new interesting cheeses. And I was wondering if in, you had experienced the same thing in, in regards to French cheese. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I mean, I'm sure if you ask, you know, Patricia Michelson, for instance, who is a far greater mm. cheese brain than I am, she, she, she would be able to point you in the direction of new cheese cheeses. I think French cheese, the subject of French cheese is so enormous. My, my sort of view is why, you know, you don't need to go out there sort of looking for new things when you, you, you've hardly ever really got on top of the subject of traditional French cheeses because they're, they're so numerous. Occasionally, we're sent samples uh, of, of French cheeses that we've never heard of, or, or indeed they you know, they may be new cheeses. And we're never going to use a cheese because it's new, uh, mm-hmm. and we're never going to u- use a cheese because it's traditional. You know, we'll, we'll use a cheese if we think it's of the right quality uh, and it's, it's fitting in with what we're doing at the at the time. So, you know, we may, for instance, if we're using something like. We do, we do a spetsly gratin in the winter uh, of sometimes rabbit or ox cheek. Or, and we like to finish it under the grill with some Beaufort or, or, or Comte. We don't necessarily need or indeed want a 36-month-old Comte mm. for that because it's probably not the right thing to do, actually. Uh, we might want something slightly fresher and something more, which might be a bit more pungent when it's cooked. Uh, so we might use a slightly younger Comte. Now, of course, there, there can be a tendency amongst chefs to only ever use the most expensive or the or the or the, the cheese that's in the shortest supply or the most exclusive. It isn't always it isn't always the best cheese for the job. <laughs> mm. So you have to think about that, um, which we do. So we're not really interested in the cheese because it's new. Yeah, yeah. we like to try it if it's sent as it's sent to us as a sample. Of course, we'll try it and, we're, and we'll and we'll do that you know, interestedly, but. Uh, we, we're not necessarily after what's newest. Some chefs are, of course. Some chefs want to use things that other people haven't got. That's never really interested me particularly. Uh, and it takes me back to the Parmesan story. If I think Parmesan is, is, is best for the job, then we're going to use Parmesan, uh, whereas some other chefs might use anything but, you know, but that's, 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 you know, that's why we're different. And when you go out for a meal yourself, I mean, would you... You know, would you order a cheese board at another restaurant? Out of, because you know, because you because you obviously you know enjoy cheese as a food, or is it interesting for you to see? To, you know, I mean, I just I was sort of thinking of your own personal enjoyment of cheese. If it's something that you enjoy eating out, well, as one gets a bit older, Jenny, naturally. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I'm able to eat as much as I used to be able to eat. You know, I'm sixty next year. I weigh a few more stone than I should do, and uh, I'm unable to... I mean, for instance, when I went out in my 20s and 30s, I would always have cheese and dessert, always. It was very rarely that I wouldn't do that. Um, so it'll be either or, because uh, I'm turning into a bit of a lightweight in terms of cheese consumption. I'm not a lightweight in any other sense. Uh, and... Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I often do have cheese uh, because I, if, I, if, I, if I'd rather have that than a pudding, I'll have cheese. Uh, I can't eat, I personally can't eat much cheese at the end of a meal because I find it too much these days. But uh, I do eat quite a lot of cheese generally, but I, I find I eat it during the day probably and I, I'm probably eating more at lunch than I would in the evening. But I still love it. And uh, if I see a good cheese board. And also the other thing you have to understand is if you spend your life in restaurants, I, I don't necessarily want the theatre of uh, a big cheese board that other customers might want. You know, we want different yeah. things when we go to restaurants. So I, I probably don't want a great big cheese board with somebody explaining to me for 10 minutes what they all are. Uh, I'd probably rather have a plate, but I yeah. totally understand that for a lot of customers, that's exactly what they do want. I tend to avoid cheese boards for that for that reason uh, because I don't I don't want all the theatre. But that's because I spend my life in restaurants and I, I don't. You know, <laughs> I just want to get along talking to my wife or my friends or whatever it is whilst yeah. enjoying some cheese. I don't want a twenty minute spiel about all the cheese. I mean, I love the, that St John's. I love the um, you know the Lancashire cheese and an Ecclesgate. That is a lovely. Well, that's, 
you can't really go wrong with that, can you? So I mean, that, that appeals to me too for the for the same reasons. But you know, obviously, there's there's this understanding that some customers will want different things. So I'm I'm very aware of that. But since you asked me the question, when she's been carefully chosen to be you know at its best when it's put on your plate, that's a sort of that's a lovely treat, you know. So when I go there, I know I'm going to get cheese that they they think are really good and they're putting them out that day because you know. Yeah, because they think they're right, they're ready to be eaten. Yeah, and, that's, and, and, and if somebody's making those decisions for you, they're fantastic. I'm, I'm delighted for, the, for them to be making, making those decisions. And, of course, a good cheese board should have those things on it as well. So if you've got five, nothing wrong with a cheese board with only five cheeses on it. There's, there's nothing, it's not a case of bigger being better. But if you've got a cheese board with five cheeses on it or you've got a cheese board with 25 cheeses on it, they should all be in perfect condition. Uh, and yeah. unfortunately, when you go to some restaurants, that, that that's you know that's that's not the case. So I, I would I would rather have fewer cheeses uh, that have been nicely chosen, uh, and um, you know I don't know one hard, one soft, one blue, or one goat, or whatever whatever the selection might be, or just a piece of hard cheese like like, like Fergus does at St John. You know, there's, that's that's there's nothing wrong with that either. I love yeah. that. Uh, in fact, we used to do that here because the cheese board. Uh, or indeed the cheese plate has a supplement on it because it's very expensive to produce. Uh, we used to, and occasionally still do, have a cheese option on the menu that is just one piece of cheese, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which, I don't know, might come with a bit of might be gorgonzola with a bit of chestnut honey or something and some walnuts. And that just comes out on the plate. Uh, and there's, you don't pay any extra for that. Obviously, you, 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 know, you pay for the dessert. And occasionally we give that option as well because if somebody just wants a bit of cheese at the end of their meal and they don't want a great big plate, it's nice to uh, offer that option without yes. having to pay the supplement. Yeah, I mean that's right. You don't. You know, it's interesting because actually good cheese has got is so flavourful that you don't need huge amounts of it to. You know, you really don't because you've got so much flavour and it stays in your mouth and it. You know, and you can sort of just enjoy it. So I think if you have loads of cheeses on the plate, having said that, we, we give you about 10, which is quite a lot. It's you a lot. To, um, you, you've got to sort of, you have to concentrate on that when you're eating the plate. And that doesn't necessarily, again, that isn't necessarily what all customers want. You know, if you're in a restaurant situation, you, you're always trying to get in the minds of every customer. and think, well, what, what is it you actually want from this stage of the meal? You know, what do you want from the wine list? You know, what do you want for the menu? And of course, every customer is different. I'm I'm very aware of that. And so, if somebody says, "Look, I just want a piece of cheese, but I don't want to pay a ten quid supplement or whatever it is, and I don't want ten cheeses," we'll always say, "Absolutely no problem at all." Yeah. You know, well, you know, what is it you'd like? A piece of hard, a piece of soft, a piece of blue, and we'll just go and sort it out and put it on a plate. And we're very we're very happy to do that. So, well, then, as you said, but some other people would absolutely love that. I mean, yeah. So, yes, that's the joy of running your, your restaurant, so customers. So, yeah, how interesting. Perfect. I think you've given us a lovely insight into actually some of the complexities of running a restaurant, which is always interesting. So. I hope I haven't painted a, a, a grim picture of, of how hard it is to, to look after customers. You know, I, I love it still, and it's, the cheese is a big, a big part of what we do, and I think it always will be because we're, we're cheese lovers. You know, we're wine lovers, we're food lovers. And if you're a food lover, you are de facto a cheese lover. I don't see how you can be one without, without being the other. It's such a fascinating and enormous subject. How, how, could, you not, how could you not be excited by it? So it's, it's, you know, however we end up offering cheese to customers is always, is always going to have a lot of thought from, from, you know, from our end, and we're going to try to do it in, in the best way we possibly can. And of course, cheese is expensive. You know, it's, yes, it's, it's yeah. getting extremely expensive, like like everything else. So you have to yeah. be careful about about the way you're using it, and the way you're ordering it, and the way you're looking after it. And and um, it's it's, um, it's it's not easy. Yeah, but as you said, I mean, it is very certainly. You know, Shea Bruce and cheese. You know, the the two are known. <laughs> so, I hope so. I hope that's yeah. the case. I hope you can. You can't have one without the other, really. Oh, well, isn't it lovely? Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Bruce. That was no problem, Jenny. I hope that's been a pleasure talking to you. It has been great. Thank you, Bruce. Take care. Bye bye. A number of leading cheesemongers and food shops stop Peter's Yard Crackers. Among them is the acclaimed La Fromagerie in London, founded by Patricia Michelson and noted for the quality of its cheeses, which are ripened to perfection. Find out more about La Fromagerie over on the Peter's Yard website on their speciality spotlight section. Online, on smart speakers, and on Listen Again. This is Food FM. Savour the crunch of Peter's Yard sourdough crackers. 
available at Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Ocado, Amazon and specialist food retailers. This week on A Slice of Cheese, we're exploring a topic which is close to my heart, the idea of cheese in French cuisine, cheese and eating it in all its glory. I'm very happy to have with me today Pierre Marais of Champagne and Fromage, um, and Pierre is the sales and development manager. Good morning, Pierre. Good morning. Pierre, when I think of French food, I do think of cheese quite quickly. Would that be, is that a fair, um, a fair thing to say that, that cheese is a, is an important ingredient in French cuisine? Yeah, it has always been. And, um, uh, basically in France, in France, you would have cheese all the time. I remember when I was a kid, I would have cheese almost every day after every meal. We would have a main course. No matter what this main course was, we would always have cheese afterwards and always different type of cheeses. My mom mm. would buy everything she would find. You know, we have so many different cheeses than basically we're eating a lot of cheese always with the meal and also cooking, uh, cooking with it was uh, also part of it. We would cook. Uh, I'm from a region uh, in the north of France, and we cook a lot with cheese. Oh, okay. Uh, we cook with very pungent cheeses. We make like some kind of pizza with it, and we put them in burgers, in any type of food. Is that in a washed cheese, the cheese that you're cooking with when you say <clears> pungent? Yeah, exactly. We have um, we have very pungent washed wine cheese in the north of France. And we use them, we make sauces with them, we make, uh, we make quiche, we make, uh, we use them as, as I was saying in burgers and, mm -hmm. and this elevate the food to put, put all the food in a different level in a way. It's interesting about cheese. It has so much concentrated flavor, you know, a good cheese. I mean, even a little bit. I mean, even if you think about how in the, you know, initially you would, when I lived when I was a teenager, you would grate Parmigiano or, you know, and just that touch, you know, not much. And yet what it, the, you know, the umami that it brings to the, to the dish is pretty amazing, really. Exactly. It's extremely umami and, and you have different strengths between different cheeses. So it's kind of an exploration, constant exploration. You go to a supermarket in France, especially, you always have a counter full of cheese and you're like, which one should I get today? You're really mm -hmm. like, uh, oh, I haven't had uh, Saint-Nectaire, for example. Saint-Nectaire is a semi-hard cheese from Auvergne. I haven't had Saint-Nectaire for a while. Oh, let me get a piece of that. And then the week after, you would have something else because they all have, you know, different purpose and it depends on the mood. It's a bit, uh, I compare it very much to wine in a way. Mm. Wine is an affair of mood as well. Some people are just white or just red, but some people are just like, it depends on the mood. And the cheese yeah. is a bit like, oh, I don't really fancy something really strong that time. I'm going to get a soft cheese. I'm going to get yeah. a camembert or a brie or something a little bit softer or, or a hard cheese is a bit less strong in terms of taste so mm -hmm. it's it's a constant exploration it's fascinating in a way it is yeah it's a wonderful food cheese and also in your work um we should talk about that really because it's very relevant to what you're to this idea of of french french food and cheese so the company Cham champagne and fromage it you know it's it's devoted to two wonderful things fine champagne and fine cheese and putting them together, isn't it? Yeah. There's a restaurant in, in Brixton. Yeah, basically, at the end of December, it has been prepared for a while that we decided like to refurbish the place and to relaunch it. Uh, cheese and fizz is a, is a different concept. It's a slight different concept than champagne plus fromage. Okay. It's been started a few years back because of the limitation in terms of offering that we had because we are called champagne because uh -huh. obviously when you are called champagne champagne is a trademark mm -hmm. so it's uh, uh, so you have limitation because the committee of champagne own is owning that trademark and can you know have a bit of an overview of what you're selling and sure. basically tell you off if they want to because mm -hmm. you are using their name so yeah. we decided to kind of go into cheese and fees in order for oh. us to have a bit of a broader offering. And yeah. now we can, um, we can basically offer more still wine, 
and expand everything a bit uh, a bit easier. Have you got some classic French cheese dishes on the menu? Basically, uh, Champagne plus Fromage is originally the combination of two companies. One that mm -hmm. imports into the UK uh, grower champagne and one that imports into the UK a lot of cheeses since the 90s. And we have a broad, a very broad offering uh, in terms of cheese, about uh, 20 to 30 cheese, different cheeses that we can choose from and have in the shop. And it's also up to us in the shop to make people discover different flavors, different cheeses. And the combination with the cheese and the champagne is also something that uh, we are trying to make people discover because usually mm -hmm. uh, most people would say, okay, I'm having cheese, I'm having red. I'm having red yeah. because cheese and red is cheese and red wine. But that's a misconception. Uh, cheese and champagne is much better in terms of he elevates all the tastes. Uh, you will enjoy more your cheese if you have it with champagne than it, if you have it with a glass of Bordeaux, for example, because the tannin of the Bordeaux might destroy the taste of your cheese. The basically the acidity and the bubble they break through this uh, the, the the fat of the cheese and amplifies the flavor a lot. So we are uh, basically trying to make people discover that, and we also do melted cheeses. We just introduced the fondue in cheese and fizz, and it's our only site that does the fondue at the moment. It's going really well. We found a really good recipe. We had a little bit of very old Conte in order to uh, bring a little more saltiness to the fondue. And uh, mm -hmm. we just introduced that. It's the beginning for now. And we probably going to be able to play as well with the recipe and maybe change it, maybe, you know, uh, make it a little, uh, a little different or a little better. And that's all, that's all the, the, the good thing about cheese. We make raclette as well. And we discovered that raclette cheese and blue cheese with potato melted in yeah. the, that goes super well. So we decided to go for it. Oh, so you got a blue cheese raclette then? Is that what you're yeah, offering? Yeah, exactly. Ah, interesting, because obviously raclette is not traditionally made with, with blue cheese. We should explain that for someone. In fact, perhaps you should describe raclette, because not everyone knows. I mean, it's such a wonderful dish. Tell us what, tell us about raclette. Basically, raclette, raclette is originally the name of the cheese, which mm -hmm. is a big wheel of stinky cheese very <laughs> <laughs> that you melt. And traditionally at home in France, you would have a big machine in the middle of the table with a little pan and you would melt your own cheese and have some boiled potatoes, some charcuterie and enjoy it this way. And at Cheese and Fizz, we're doing it in, a, in the oven in a little ramekin with like a, a potato on the bottom. And mm -hmm. we add the different topping uh, depends on the raclette you choose from. And then we add a layer of um, raclette cheese to be melted in the oven. And when it, it's bubbling and uh, you got the rind that's slightly crispy, it's you get all the all the flavor of the cheese with the potato. It's it's a wonderful dish. Yeah, delicious. It is very good indeed. And you, you often serve cornichon, little pickles on the side, don't you? As well, exactly. a little touch of acidity. Yeah. Exactly. Too. Uh, always through the same principle as I was talking about champagne with mm. cheese. It's the same principle. You need a little bit of acidity so you break through the fat and you enjoy it even more. Yeah. The cornichon helps you enjoy it even more. Perfect. <laughs> and in London, do you think that your, your customers, do they enjoy this sort of exploration of cheese? This The idea of cheese is a central to French cuisine and you're in a way you're offering a window, aren't you, through your, through your restaurants at to appreciate cheese. Is that something that you found a very responsive um, audience for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in England, it depends. It depends uh, who you have. But the, the, the good, the, the interesting part, basically, of working in a cheese and champagne place in the UK is that not many English people know all the range of French cheeses. Mm. So it's a little bit of a play around. You know, you can always mm -hmm. have a play around. Oh, we're going to get a, 
a board of five cheeses, you put them a lot of different cheese, and then they're like, oh, I really enjoyed that one. Do you sell that takeaway as well? Can I have a, a piece for home and stuff? And you you participate into the discovery of of uh, of cheeses to, you know, you make people discover different cheeses. And that's really interesting as well because they all have a story, a different story behind them and so on. So it's it's quite enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, when you talk about the, you know, the range of French cheese. So it's a lot of knowledge in a way that you have to share. You know, if you are bringing these cheeses to an audience, you don't know them. You must have to do quite a lot of explaining and setting the you know, about the milk and, and the context and where it comes from and what it's like. And that's just a lot of, of information, isn't it? Exactly. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of different style of cheese. Some are cooked like the hard cheese. Some are half cooked. Some are uh, not cooked at all. Uh, some, some are washed, washed mm -hmm. constantly with water or brandy like the Epoise. And then they become extremely pungent. You know, we have some are have uh, cream added to them, and we mm. call them the double cream or triple cream cheese. They had a little bit of cream to make it even like um, even creamier and milkier. <laughs> and so it's incredible the all the all the different way that they found, and those have been tradition for centuries. And this, you know, thinking of cooking with cheese and eating cheese, I mean, and it's, you know, we're, we're talking in February, so it's, it's sort of cold weather, but you know, but we'll be coming in, spring is on its way and then it'll be summer. And so presumably you have salads and you have the lighter ways of eating cheese, aren't there too? Is that something else that you offer on your menu? You have, you, would you have salads, cheese, cheese salad dishes on the menu? Yeah, exactly. We, we make salads. We also, we also use a lot the Montbéliard sausage, which is from, um, the east of France. Oh. Smoked sausage. And, uh, this can be really enjoyable with cheese. Is there a cheese local to Montbéliard sausage that, that pairs really well with it then? Yeah, exactly. So in the east of France, you will have the famous Comté. Comté is mm -hmm. extremely famous all around the world. That's it's a wonderful cheese. But then yeah. you have also small cheeses like uh, Conquayot. Conquayot is sold in a pot uh -huh. and it's right. very kind of gooey style of, uh, of cheese that you you can warm up in the oven and have with Montbéliard sausage or boiled potato. And, nice. and we, we try to make people enjoy that conviviality around the produce from that region and that smoked sausage yeah. with the, with the strong cheese with it. It's, it's like, it just goes wonderfully with it. So it's about sitting and talking and tasting and sharing. You've got a, a platen you can dip in and is that right? Exactly. Uh, we sell it in our Covent Garden branch. Uh, it's basically sold in a little pot. We add a little bit of truffle paste in it to make it even more decadent. And you just dip your, <laughs> dip your bread in it. We still have also our uh, Mont d'Or, which is going to still oh. be available for a couple of more months. Yeah, This is kind of, um, we call it fondue style cheese, but it's a special cheese in spurse wood. It's mm -hmm. wrapped in spurse wood and yeah. it's sold only when the basically when the, the cow goes down to the barn. Uh, the cows go down to the barn for the winter and we start making that cheese and uh, you basically melt it in the oven. We put a bit of champagne, a bit of garlic. We made it for like uh, roughly half an hour in the oven and oh. you keep your breads and potatoes in it. It's, it's just a wonderful... Uh, we haven't talked about the fact that uh, cheese is very, very addictive. <laughs> I think it's becoming, it's becoming clear from our conversation, Pierre. Exactly. Yes, that it is a wonderful food. <laughs> yes, yes. And you've obviously been working with, it for, um, with cheese, for cheese and wine for, for years, and it's obviously cast a spell over you then. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even when I say, oh, I shouldn't have cheese because, you know, you shouldn't have too much cheese all the time. When you start with a little piece of cheese, then you're like, oh, maybe I have another one. <laughs> maybe <laughs> let me make my tenure with that one because actually that one is great right now. And also you have an evolution with cheese. It's the same. Uh, my comparison with wine will carry on in a way that 
for example, a bottle of Bordeaux that's been made for two years, it's not really enjoyable. After five years, it's going to become into a state where you can kind of start drinking it. With cheese, it's exactly the same. You have the cheese when it's just been made, and some people enjoy it when it's still a bit crumbly and not really fully developed. Some people really enjoy it in middle, in the middle of its life, in a way, and some people really enjoy it at the end of near the expiry date or even after expiry date. Some of them are are better after the expiry date. I maybe shouldn't say that, but that's kind of true in a way. Cheese, I think cheese is remarkable because of its variety. You know, when you think it just all comes from milk, and we see that, and it's a, it's a joy. Well, listen, Pierre, that was that's made me hungry. <laughs> so um, yes, yeah. now craving some some cheese. So thank you very much for your time. That was lovely, Pierre. Thank you. Take yeah. care. Thank, thank you. you very much. Take care. Bye bye. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com. Thank you so much for listening to A Slice of Cheese. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, it would be lovely if you could rate us on wherever you've found this podcast. It will make such a difference to us. So I hope you'll enjoy us again. Thank you very much.